welcome to another episode of Searching for MacGuffin with your host, George and Link. And Link's back. I'm back, baby. And you know what else is back? Baby got back. Baby does have back. Those baby back ribs are back. (laughs) At Chili's? At Chili's. But you know what else is back? Our social media is back. It was gone for like... How long was it gone for? I don't know. When was the social was media gone? gone? Yeah. Exactly. That's how back <laughs> oh, we are. Is one of those yes and things? Yes, it was That's gone. That's how back we are. It was <laughs> never gone. But we're back. And you can follow us on social media. Instagram, S4M Podcast, right? Yes, that's it. Twitter, S4M Podcast, right? Yes. YouTube, S4M Podcast, right? Well, YouTube.com slash S4M Podcast, but yes. Yes, forward slash S4M Podcast. You can even find us now on TikTok. We can. TikTok. Tic Tac. Tic Tac. That's right. S4M podcast, right? Yes. Yes, yeah. that's right. So not only do you get to get listen to our, us or actually watch us, but you can also get the Chinese government get your information. So <laughs> it's a twofer, baby. Twofer. <laughs> Wait, also, well, I mean, didn't no- they buy, didn't an American company buy TikTok? Which is why they allowed. I think to Bill stay. Gates no, wanted to so. buy yeah. it, right? Well, Bill Gates wants to buy a lot of things. Also, your personal information. Too, too far, too far. You would never do that to well, me. Well, you just talked about you just talked about Twitter, and I think they also want your personal info. Yeah, why do we have all this stuff? Stuff. There's just no know. way around it, right? Yeah, there's no way around it. We sold our soul <laughs> to social media, and now everyone knows our stuff. So now tell them, tell them to do it. Now you do it, do it, do it, do it. What is it? Like, subscribe. Oh, whatever. like, subscribe us. Subscribe us. Subscribe to us. Subscribe to us like you subscribe to Twitter verified. Exactly. Give us $8 a month. And guess what? We get a blue, a blue check, check mark. mark. Mm. That's right. Oh, we should have done that before. <laughs> oh, dang <laughs> it. Yeah, right? We should have got Probably a blue, yeah. blue verified check mark. Mm. Mm. Oh, well. Oh, nice. Next time. Yeah, next time. Next time Elon Musk comes up with a dumb idea, which should be awesome. It will right? be soon, yeah. yeah be <laughs> It'll soon. Be. He's trying to make his money back. Guys, remember when we used to hear that narrative that like Elon Musk was a genius? Like, the real life Tony, Tony Stark. Stark. Oh yeah. my goodness, how dare you insult Tony Stark like yeah, that? Yeah, that was, you know what that was, by the way, right? Because he was in Tony Stark and he was in Iron Man? No, I mean, that's not why. No, it's, I think the internet, especially Reddit, really came up with this like persona for um elon musk because he made a future car well that too but also there was a coordinated um dissemination of accounts to create that narrative on reddit and other social media he's the first wwe bot (laughs) yes he is he is a bot spammer which speaking of which thank you to all our fans and all possible bot spammers out there we appreciate all your love and support um, I was gonna say a joke, but I. Oh well. The moment passed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now we'll never know what that joke is. It was sending. He's gonna say it. That's why, because I couldn't think of the proper word for it, so that's why I'm like, oh, never mind. You want to workshop the joke right here? Yeah, it was a. Uh, oh, there you go. Sending bi- like binary code love, like zero zero one. Binary love. That's binary love, right? Okay. Yeah. That sounds like. But the it, title of your hit single. Binary love. 
not the word I was going to use. <laughs> what word were you going to use? Uh, a phrase. He meant phrase. I guess I can't say Don't it. worry. Yeah, I don't think you can. The Brooklyn Nine-Nine reference. Yeah. Oh. Title of my autobiography tape. Sure. Yeah. Video documentary. Yeah. Film. <laughs> um, this week, we've got a kind of a big drop in the media sphere. Mm. A big title released. It's one that we've been anticipating. Anticipating, yes. is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. In case you don't know, we're talking about Black Panther. That's Wakanda right. forever. Black Panther is back just like I'm back. Well, is Black Panther back? What what do you, okay, what are we talking about when we talk about Black Panther? What what or who is Black Panther? Chadwick is Black Panther. Chadwick is Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I feel the same way. So this was kind of a bittersweet release with uh, a sequel to a movie not starring the actor who we came to know and love mm. as the titular character. So what were your feelings heading into this one? Um, I was a big fan of the first one. Yeah. I thought the first one. one was great. One of the best, I think, Marvel yeah. films. Yeah. yeah. And... I mean, ever since, ever since Chadwick, I think, stepped on screen in Civil War, I think I've just always kind of, I've always really enjoyed watching him. Mm. What was I, the first time you saw Chadwick? I think it was that. Civil War, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, he might have been in like a minor role that I've seen before that I can't remember. Was 42 before or after this? Before. Before? I never yeah. saw, I never saw I Oh, I saw that movie so yeah. much, yeah. I did like Hero's Journey in A Real Life Hero with Jackie Robinson in eighth mm. grade. I watched the movie like... Seven, eight times a year, like for a couple of years there. Yeah. I just remember, well, I, I was a big fan of Black Panther, the, like the actual comic book character mm -hmm. from like his, from his stories. And even, I think what got me into it, what got me into reading some comics was that, um, was one of those animated movies that they had with the Avengers. Yeah. And then they, they, it was Black Ultimate Panther. Avengers yeah. 2. It was like ever since then, I was just always like, man, Black Panther's super cool. Mm -hmm. And he was just always, he became instantly one of, one of my favorites. I think um, getting to see him in Civil War, like taking on Cap and, and Tony and, and all of them, I think it was, for me, that was super exciting. Civil War is one of the, those movies that it's like, it's, it's a, basically an Avengers movie. Yeah. What's, yeah. what's the name of that actor that he voiced, he voiced Black Panther in, in the show. Uh, he, he's, he's in Gladiator. Digimon. Digimon Hansu. Digimon Hansu, yes. He did. He voiced him and, in what? I thought he voiced him in one of the... Maybe it was in that, in Ultimate Maybe. Avengers 2? Yeah, he voiced him in something. And okay. didn't he get like a short show, like eight episodes, like quick? Oh, he did the voice in what it was is um, Reginald Hudlin's um, arc of the Black Panther comics was turned into a motion comic. Yeah. And then they released it on, on Netflix. Netflix picked it up. It had already been released as a motion comic, but it got a lot of traction. Yeah. And yeah, and he was a uh, In my Black mind, Panther. that guy should have been Black Panther. The actor should have been Black Panther. But by the time that they announced yeah. that they were going to introduce Black Panther into MCU, he was already kind of old. But he yeah. was in Guardians. No, he wasn't Guardians. Yeah, but he, he was in Guardians also, and he's also in the DC EU. Yeah, but he plays older characters. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he was ready to like invest the next ten years being like a young spry. Mm, yeah, uh, Black Panther. So I thought he should have been Black Panther, and then when I heard that Chadwick got it, I was like, well, that's not what I wanted. I wanted this guy, but then you see him and you see him in. Uh, a movie with Civil, Civil War? War, 
And he's just immediately like, all right, I completely forgot about Digimon. His name? Digimon. 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 It sounds Digimon like you're Hansu. saying Digimon. Yeah, it's like, exactly. I'm, I completely forgot about Digimon Houston and Lazar Chadwick all the way. That's a little disrespectful, but. I don't know his name. Hansu. Hansu. No, that's not it either. You're hearing me say it. Hansu. There you go. Digimon Hansu. So it's pronounced like that? Digimon? I don't know if it's Digimon. It's DiGiorno. I, I think it's Digimon. Digimon? Because it's like M-O-U, right? Yeah. Please forgive our ignorance. Yeah. We did not plan to talk about Digimon. Digimon. Hansu. The way that you like crawl to finish <laughs> the name. But yeah, I thought he should have been Black Panther, but man, Chadwick came in and just nah, stole my he heart. Knocked it out of the park. Exactly. Like, there's like one like he has like iconic lines all throughout that movie, but like when he's like they're captured in I mean spoilers for Civil War. Um <laughs> Really? When they're in the when they're like arrested and then um uh, T'Challa's talking to to Cap yeah. and he's like like your friend took my father away and now like that your leaves me with the, my father. That leaves me with the role I don't think of you like, do the voice. <laughs> I thought I could do a good voice. <laughs> leaves me with the role of like of the mantle of king and, and Black Panther and he's like, How long do you think you can keep your friend safe from me? After that I'm like, bro, this guy's awesome. How long do you do I like how he just like he just tells them that like he's gonna commit murder, like he's gonna yeah. kill someone and then he just walks out on the conversation. I was like, That's some swagger. Yeah. Um, Chadwick also played James Brown in the movie Get On mm. Up. Did you ever see that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, how was that? I loved it. Yeah, I bought it and I haven't seen it. I really like. I just really like James Brown. I love James Brown too. I don't know why I haven't. Seen it. It's because there's like a hundred movies a year, and you're always like, "Here's these twenty I really want to yeah. watch," and then six years pass, and yeah, and it just never just happened. Watching Lord of the and it's still in your queue. It's in your watch list, you know. But yeah, like um, he was in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, right? I think that was his last. Yeah, the, for Netflix, it was nominated for awards. I haven't seen it. He ended up winning, right? I don't Oscar? Know. I'm not sure. I can't verify that. I, I know the film won Oscars. I'm not sure if he I won. I think he won Yeah, you think he won it posthumously? Yeah. Mm. Because I believe his girl, his wife ended up accepting it for him. Mm. So many times on this show, we talk about like titles, and I, and I ask myself, after the fact, like, why haven't I seen this? Like, I don't understand. Mm. Like, yeah. it was so like on my top of my list at some point. It's just life gets in the way. But I mean, Black Panther one was the same way. Actually, Black Panther one I think might be the first and only Marvel film that I did not watch on release day or release weekend or even release week. I think I saw something like ten days later. Me and my wife were going through some personal grief actually a loss in the family around that time and that was the first time that like real life got in the way of like all of this you know and um it was i don't know what it was i don't know i don't know i had a weird relationship with this film because i got a bunch of like feedback like it's the best movie ever and like the expectations were super high by the time that um i got around to watching it and then it was kind of underwhelming i watched it like in a regular theater like a small theater instead of usually we go to dolby or imax um i watched in a small theater like after a long day of work and i was super tired and i was expecting the best movie ever and then i didn't get the best movie ever quite and then and then i was kind of like man did i overhype it for myself Upon a second and third watch, I came around to it and I was like, oh, I see what like 
what the movies like what's so great about the movie and then there's certain key scenes that i used in the classroom that really made me appreciate like everything from the costumes to the like the mythos and and how it ties to this like afro-futuristic world like it's so embedded in the culture that it's based on but then drives it forward into almost like kind of like a parallel yeah. you know timeline and and i grew to really love this movie but it just goes to show you that sometimes the state of mind that you're in or the place where you are in life it like affects the way that you Definitely perceive yeah. the events and the time so black panther one what uh what made this what made this significant um i think starting off i think there was a lot of hype around the film mm. um i mean it was getting great reviews and it was like really early on right yeah yeah and so i mean i was excited i was like give me more chadwick boseman like i was just really excited to see especially like i said i really like black panther so mm. for him to get his own film um yeah. to be able to see wakanda live action is gonna be uh, for me that was gonna be so exciting um the cast was great uh yeah. michael b jordan was in it yeah and so i think them going head to head i was really excited for yeah. that um like you said, the costume designs, the set designs, I think the music was fantastic. Um, I think all that stuff, like, I think plays into it. Because I was like, how are they going to make this feel different from the other movies that we've just seen? And it feels different, but it also feels like a Marvel movie mm -hmm. from that. So from the Infinity Saga. So I think, I feel like we have to make a distinction now of movies that felt like it was in that saga versus what we're getting now. They I picked guess. the perfect director to helm this oh, movie. Oh, Coogler. Coogler, yeah, man. Yes, man. yes, his films. So, uh, Fruitvale was before this, right? Yeah. Fruitvale and... But then Creed was after? Creed was after. Okay. But... Fruitvale, he came... He came in, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he brought in Michael B. Jordan, right? Yeah. From that. But they honestly picked the perfect director for that movie. He, his swagger was in the movie. That Him getting Kendrick to be... You know, to was it com score the music? The yeah, music? yeah, yeah. right. Um, it was just awesome, and uh, yeah, and then and then afterwards you get Creed. It's like, bro, does this guy miss at all? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This guy's so good. What else has he done? I think he did like he did student films and stuff like that. Okay, oh, but like, but ever since he came, like, emerged, it's basically just been Panther, He's got Creed, two and Creed movies, Fruitvale, and Black Panther. Yeah. I think. And an upcoming, and an upcoming Creed movie too. Which... I don't think he's no, doing he's that producing one. Oh, he's not, really? He's not yeah, directing. I think Michael him. B is directing. Really? Yeah. Oh, this is news to me. And uh, yeah. I mean, we saw the Creed through each other before this movie. I, I still haven't seen it. I know you guys sent it, but oh, you were yeah. Oh, oh you I, got you got you showed up late. I don't come to the trailers. Mm -hmm. I I don't. I'm not. And this is a problem for me and Link when we carpool because he's really like, let's get there for the trailers. And I honestly, in my, I'm sorry, I forget that he's really into until like it's time to leave. Because I'm really not in a rush to get to the trailers. Like we have assigned seating, and I don't really oh, yeah, have did, to see any of the trailers. He did Judas and the Messiah. Yes, Judas and the and the Black, black Messiah. Messiah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a that was a strong film as well. There you go. Yeah, it's interesting. That's a Black Panther film too. Um, <laughs> I like. I was turning around to the mural. You can't see it because it's like so much higher than me. But like Black Panther's there. Um, growing up in the '90s, Black Panther was such an icon of. of so he does Fruitvale Station. Then he does Creed. And then he does Black oh, Panther. Oh, okay. So yeah. Creed does pretty. So those are two big movies. Yeah, exactly. Creed before what? Before Black Panther. Oh, yeah. I thought we said Oh, that. that's what I was asking. Oh, no. I thought you said Fruitvale. Yeah, no, no. He said. So anyways, um, Black Panther 
like growing up was such like an icon of like uh black culture and you know African American culture. Oh, no, I, he produces uh he's Judas gonna, and the Black. He's one. just gonna keep. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he did not direct he Judas and the. It, yeah. Oh, okay. So then, still, that's only just a few movies. Yeah. Anyways, going back to my topic, I remember in Spike Jones like "Do the Right Thing," which I saw so long ago, and I watched it again just a couple, maybe like last year, I think I showed it to my wife for the first time. And then they have that moment where like they pass the Black Panther comic, mm-hmm. and it was like that was one of the earliest. I was like, "Who is this guy?" And then I knew about like the Black Panthers from history, and I was like, "Why would they name a superhero after the Black Panthers?" Like that's kind of controversial, especially when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. But then you find out like, "Oh no, he's the inspiration for that name." And I don't know why you feel like you, comic books get street cred when they influence real world. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're like, "Oh, this this group took their name from a book," and I like comic books, so like this is cool. And it's just that, that like idea that this media that we, you know, consume and that we, you know, read and watch and entertain that actually spills over. Yeah. Into the real world and and it affects actual, you know, change and, and, and people gravitate around these ideas and they take them into, into real life situations. The the life, the life of the comic jumps off of the pages and into our actual life. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that has a lot to do too with a lot of the ideas that were presented in Black Panther, a lot of the the illustrations, you know, and especially a lot of the topics with this new movie that came in. So, Black Panther 1. Excellent film. We all loved it. Why was it so important? And, and how does it lean into this second film? Like, what's that bridge between... Black Panther 1 and Black Panther 2, because there's actually a lot in between that goes on. Yeah. I mean, you have Infinity War, where we see them again. Um, Endgame. And Endgame, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. Infinity War, like, with the, with the final battle actually taking place on Wakanda, um, in Wakanda, and, and even how it ends. Yeah. Spoilers for Infinity War. Um, and they lose their king. Yeah. He's one of the ones that gets snapped, and and we thought it was hard losing Black Panther then. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like that hurt. Really? Like seeing him, like just despair, and then um, and remember the uncertainty too, because it's like you don't know what's on the other side. Like you kind of have a suspicion based on everybody that was snapped. Like okay, this isn't forever, but there's this anxiety of like, what if it is? I mean, it's yeah. still happening in front of you. Like yeah. I think, I mean, just the, the ending of that movie, just like the music and everything going on, just like the despondent look that everyone has in that last shot. I mean, aside from not the like the shot of Thanos, but like the Avengers, like Cap's just like freaking out. Like what happened? Thor's freak. Everyone's like, what the heck just happened? And Thanos just like finished doing what he was supposed to do. And, and the movie and the film ends. And you're kind of just like, what the heck just happened? I remember, like the the movie theater was silent when so, I was yeah. there. Yeah, it was quiet. It was quiet, and everyone's like, "What?" And then, um, what was in between that one? That was Ant Man was next, right? Yes, Ant Man was next, and they have the end credits scene where they get snapped, mm-hmm. and that just like triggered PTSD from Infinity <laughs> War for me. And I'm like, "Oh yeah. my gosh, not again! Here we go." Um, and then Captain Marvel, and then Endgame comes out. Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting because we think about. I was just thinking about this the other day. Chadwick Boseman only got to be Black Panther for one movie, but 
He was in Civil War. He was in Infinity War. He was in Endgame. So he portrayed it four times, yeah. at least, not counting his episodes in um in What If, the animated series where he voices. That's the last time he'll, uh, you know, reprise that character. So, I mean, he he only got the first film, but he got to create a connection with us over, you know, four movies and, you know, two animated episodes for those that watched What If, you know. That that's a run, you know. It's a run that you don't really see it that way because he's not primary. Oh, but no. yeah, I mean the thing for me, I I feel like to me he is yeah. primary to me. He's mm-hmm. like he is T'Challa as much as Tony is, as much as uh, Robert Downey Jr. is yeah. Tony yeah. or Chris Hemsworth is Thor. Like to me, he's, or Chris Evans is Cap, or Chris Evans is Cap. He's I feel like to me he's on that tier. Like we have yeah. the big three, yeah. but. To me, T'Challa's on. He's S tier. Yeah. He's on that list. He's right next to them for yeah. me, at least. Yeah, he's on almost like greater than like even. I mean, God bless him because they're all great. But Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye, you know, uh, Bruce, uh, Mark Ruffalo's, yeah, Hulk. Like, yeah, Black Panther's a a yeah. tier above him. I mean, just stuff like like. There's just stuff that I just remember that that I just remember. This is so cool, like. Like in Infinity War, when when Cap comes back to Wakanda and they see each other and he's like, "Get this man a shield," and then, or like when um, get this man a shield. No, the part where I thought was amazing was when they're like running to battle. Yeah. And oh. like Cap and Cap and him are like kind of like racing, and like sprinting. Speed, right. Oh my god! I, oh, that's so awesome. It was super cool, and just seeing them fight. Um, I mean, I like an end game when everyone's doing the the run for the final battle, and then Umbaku is like right there with like night running next to the Hulk, and I'm like, "How is this possible?" But I'm here for <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. No, and the and the thing is, like, even when you get to end game, man, like him being the first person to come out of the portals. Yeah. Yes. That's like Return of the King, bro. <laughs> it was just like, as I mean, it's goosebumps. It's like that whole scene is just. <laughs> it's crazy too because it's like. You know they don't know, but it's almost like they knew. It doesn't, like, it just lines up. But yeah, so the way that everything ends up happening. His character trajectory is mm. it's interesting. His death and return. and Yeah. And it's, I mean, I guess we could talk about that when the news broke. Yeah. Um, this is over the pandemic, I, I believe. Yeah. Um, when I was in bed and I saw a post, I saw, I saw, I think it was CNN. And I was like, what? That looks like it says Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, it didn't make sense to me. My brain couldn't compute. I was like, what? What is that? And then I like once like, because I think at the beginning of the year we had Kobe. And that one to me, I was like, what? Not, yeah. That's not real. It's not Kobe Bryant. Like, no way. And then you find out, you see all the other news outlets like start reporting it on social media. And it's like, at some point it's like shock sets in. You're just like, that's not, what? How is this real? And I don't know, like, maybe it was the fact that Chadwick, I mean, Chadwick, obviously, he's a, he was a real person. He was, he was a father. He was a, he was a husband. He was an actor. Um, but I don't know, like, to see some of these people that, like, you look up to, like, these people in these roles, especially, like, if it is a role like Black Panther, mm-hmm. where they're, like, they're the hero. They're, they're the main character in their story. And it's, like, yes, like, it's not real life, but their persona is a little bit like larger than life. Yeah. And to me, it's kind of just like, no way. Like how did, how would this even happen? 
and you know you you look into it you start googling you start reading a bunch of stuff no one really knows anything in the first couple of hours but um then like you get more more information as time comes goes on and just reading about i was just dude i was sick to my stomach i was just so sad and it's like i didn't know the guy um but it's like i don't know you just kind of feel for people that it's especially was like when it's so unexpected mm-hmm. um and then to hear his story, like how he's been battling with this and like how they kind of knew. Um, what was they? Uh, like, I know that he had mentioned it to, I feel like he had mentioned it. I mean, his family, obviously. Right. Um, he was sick. He was sick and people, like, people could tell that something wasn't right, but they didn't know, like, they, they, didn't know yeah, they weren't right. open about it. They were making fun of him for, for being so skinny. Yeah. Whenever he make uh, appearance, like, the internet would, obviously, would make fun of, like, oh, why does he look so skinny? You know? And Thanks, internet. And then people afterwards are like, "Oh, like he he just he always looks sick and stuff. Like he yeah. looks sick, and it's like, mm. but it's crazy how not sick he looked when he needed to not look sick, though. Mm. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like the amount of work and dedication that he was putting in while battling this, it's it's incredible. It's man. crazy. Mm. And to not say a thing, to not say like a word to like the public and stuff like that, yeah. or like to like the people that know you, I don't know. I mean, that's insane. Um, but yeah, I was, I was pretty devastated when I found out. It was really sad. Which sounds like a ridiculous thing to say about a complete and total stranger. That you never knew. But, but grief is real. Like it affects us on way in way different way, uh, in different manners. You know, yeah. on different levels. But you feel something you know, for these people because they're a part of your life in an indirect but no less real way. I mean, it's it's, it's the way, like, they're artists and, and, you know, they create art and people, certain people gravitate towards certain types of art. Right. And, you know, art speaks to people different in different ways. Like, people connect to it in a variety of different ways. And, and this was just one of those things where I was, I can, like, I gravitated towards him. I connected with what he did as an actor and um like you said it, it it's a part of you it's a part of like you living and, and going about your day and these sometimes these stories make those days a bit easier sometimes they either it's a distraction or a way to propel you forward or for you to find hope or whatever it is in a, in a certain crappy situations mm-hmm. um and then just to hear the story of like how someone suffers and and but it like and then they pass on it's it's it is it is sad and like you said grief is real and and it affects everyone differently i think it also depends like what he represented to the african-american community yeah i mean you said like they had you know we kobe had died recently right yeah and what kobe represents to the african-american community now you get both of them within the span of i'm not sure how maybe oh, it was a couple, couple months. months yeah like yeah. six i think he died Kobe died in January. In January, I think Chadwick died April, May, um, March, around there, right? It's like you. It's big. It's a big loss. You get me. You yeah. lose people that are, and you're still reeling from the staples, last one. Yeah, there's staples in your community, right? Like even though August, no oh, August, okay, yeah. Even though uh, they're you know, he the character is fake. What Black Panther represents to the we actor. prefer the word scripted. Scripted. Uh, what. Black yeah, Panther represented yeah. represents to the African you know American community. It's like wow, it's. I remember like one of the reasons why that movie did so well, why everyone was loving it, is because 
you had a whole community to come and say, hey, yeah. this is our movie. You know, you guys have had all your your Thors and your Iron Mans. This is our movie. That's what they were. That's what they were preaching. You get me? And it, you watch it and you're like, yeah, because it celebrates your culture. Yeah, absolutely. It does it such a, in a great way. And like, I love what you said. You know, it's it's parallels of what Africa is and it, what it can be. You know, with all the futuristic uh, technology, with all the technology they have there. So it's it's you you, you know, I've done, <laughs> I'm not African American, but I can right. understand like, wow, you lost you lost someone very important. You can feel for people. You, you can, can feel for empathy. people. Yeah, you can have empathy. Yeah, I mean, even then, we like to us. He, it's, yeah, he's it's important. Just, it's just like we're three brown dudes, and like we're not the best to be the voice for oh, that yeah. community, but we totally uh, yeah. can em- empathize and sympathize. Yeah. And we've been in similar situations. We have some many of the same struggles. And in terms of representation, yeah, like it's there's an overlap between our communities as well, too. Mm-hmm. You know. And, you know, part of especially the Hispanic community is also Afro-Caribbean, you know, um, South American, um, you know, Afro-culture. And there's an overlap there. But we always have to put ourselves in, in that situation where it's like we don't really know what this means to someone who it's really for. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, like you can see its significance and you can quantify that you to can, some degree yeah, you can yeah definitely appreciate it yeah no yeah and i think we get a little bit of that before we get ahead of ourselves i think we get a little bit of that in this new film but before we get to black panther 2 um what were some of those setbacks those making of like I'll, I'll say i've said this like multiple times i say this all the time in conversations day to day i do not envy the tasks that these filmmakers had yeah going into black panther 2 i i did not Envy Ryan Coogler mm-hmm. after the death of Chadwick, I'm like he had an impossible task to do. Yeah, and there's it's, no it's an uphill battle. Yeah, that's it. Like, and there's he, no like right answer. There's no right answer. Like this, you need... should they not just not make another and Black thing, Panther? Should you not make another Black yes, Panther? Yes, don't make another Black Panther. But does there need to be another Black Panther? Yeah, yes, there needs to, to be you another. You need to conclude this story exactly. You need to... you're, so you're already making this story. You're writing it. You're in pre-production, right? Yeah, and then this happens. Do you can't do you scratch off the whole project? Yeah, yeah. I mean, now if we were excited for it, like I mentioned, the African American community was also excited for mm-hmm. it. So if you cancel this movie, it's not only a disservice to us, but to the whole community as well. Right. Black Panther can't die yeah. because Chadwick died. died. Yeah. But also, Black Panther is dead. Yeah. So what do you do? Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. I mean, obviously, I think that's the first. That's the major setback. Obviously, it's the unfortunate loss of of Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. And like even aside from losing, I mean, for them, it's like losing a friend. Yeah, for others, it's like losing a brother. It's it's losing someone very important, someone like yeah that that meant a lot to you, and and you have to find a way to deal with grief, but also like understand that, like obviously there has to be another movie. You have to move on, and yeah. you have to move on, and you have to work through it. And it's yeah. like, how do you make? How do you make a story when you lose your main character? Mm. Yeah. And who is, an, just, who is an icon? That's just, yeah, yeah such a, gr- such a big character. Yeah, like, yeah. Imagine if like Robert Downey Jr. was gone before Iron Man 2. I can't. And, yeah. and it's like Ryan Coogler had that job to do. And, and amidst like the pandemic, the pandemic was another big struggle, setting back dates and, and 
I remember just films in general or th- productions in general trying to get started, trying to film. Yeah, you never know when these movies having to like people getting affected by COVID and they having to close off for two weeks and stop like go on and off and pushing those dates back. I think that I honestly believe that Marvel is still rearing from the COVID setbacks. I think that a lot of the problems that we have with like windows and order of events and like maybe even the CGI stuff and scripting. I think it has to do with that kind of yeah. shuffling because, and again, we're going to talk about Black Panther 2 in just a minute, but I think sometimes like the things that they have to set up, they're not fitting as tightly and as well planned because they have to be set up now, even though it might not be the right time. Yeah. You know, this movie had to lift a bunch of stuff and it already has the Bozeman conundrum yeah. to deal with. And it, it's it's kind of it's kind of a shame that it has to also service so many other things. Yeah, and I mean, I guess that's how it is in in these movies now in the Marvel movies is that yeah. you kind of just have to throw in a plug here, throw in a plug there for what's coming next that that can change. It's kind of just like oh, what that doesn't really fit there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like the the COVID setbacks. I know there were there were certain issues with um. Man, what's her name? Shuri? Letitia. Letitia Wright. Um, certain uh, stuff, I guess, where she was. Yeah, um, a little controversy on yeah. set, whatever and, it may be. And so, I mean, all of that goes in together where a lot of people, and I mean, I think we even talked about it a bit. It's like, man, like, that movie, is that a movie ever going to be made? Yeah. Like, that movie has so much to but fight But it has through. to be made. <laughs> the uphill battle that that movie has to, like, go through to, yeah. to cross the finish line and get out in theaters. It's going to be tough, man, like with everything that you kind of going against it. Yeah. Um, And that's why I guess I was anticipating. I'm like, I'm, I'm interested to see what they're going to do. Yeah, you, you, you're rooting for it. You wanted to do well. Like, well, yeah, I mean, you, you saw the first one. The first exactly. one means so much like, to you. And you know that these people had, are going to work yeah, their you, butts you off. You knew to, the potential the second one could have. And then this happens. You're like, man, I still want this to be great. I still want. Yeah, Everyone like do well. you don't you you don't want to try and like knock something down. It's like oh, because you lost your lead, because you lost your star, you think it's like oh, this movie's gonna it's gonna suck. It's yeah. gonna be yeah. bad. And it's you like, know it's nobody's fault. Yeah, like, exactly. To blame. Control that. Yeah, exactly. And except for maybe cancer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Forget cancer. F cancer. F cancer. Yeah. The and, F is for forget. And anchor. <laughs> no, forget anchor. <laughs> um, no, but I think I think that um. I was I was anticipating I was excited for it because it's one of those things that I was so happy with the first one and the second one for me was just I was I just wanted it to come already especially like mm-hmm. finally getting him back after Endgame and seeing where the future was going to take us um mm-hmm. was really excited to see what they were going to do yeah um and and yeah I just feel like these people have had so much like yeah they had so much going against them but they also had a lot to to hope for and to work for in this film like you know as a tribute to Chadwick yeah. mm-hmm. um i just knew that everyone was going to do the best they could with yeah. what they had okay so i think it's time for us to talk about our first reactions to Black Panther 2 or Black Panther Wakanda Forever with that being said i think we're going to do things a little different we're not going to go into plot spoilers just yet i but if you haven't seen it and you don't want to know literally anything we're going to talk about characters our responses our reactions we're not going to tell you exactly what happens in the film but to react we're 
you know, going to tell you how we feel about certain things. So we'll leave out details, but fair warning, if you haven't seen Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, before anything, go watch it, right? I think. Yeah. 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 Do it for Chadwick. Yeah. Go. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I, I think go Disney's probably going to reap a little bit more than, than he is, but go watch Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. What are you doing? You, are you listening, Dan? Go go watch. Producer Dan, we know you're on the call. Go watch. He hasn't watched it? Wakanda, no. Mm. <laughs> We're about to spoil it. But not just yet, okay? But we will give you our reactions to certain things. So first reaction now. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. What do you think? So like I said... Ryan Coogler just has not missed, right? Mm-hmm. Root Bale, Creed, Black Panther 2, Creed 2. We know what he can do, yeah, right? And then this happened. <laughs> and then the death, the death of oh, Chadwick okay. Boseman. <laughs> oh, that's like, that I was like, I thought it was going somewhere else. And then this and movie then, happened. And then Wakanda Forever right? happens. <laughs> um, so I had high expectations. However, I, I guess I, I was more merciful. I, mean, I guess more gracious, like a, a more forgiving and understanding. Like yeah. if... If it's not what, it's not the best movie pop. Yeah, that, you yeah. get me. Because it's, it's not yeah, the best it's not, scenario. It's not as good as Black Panther one, right? Right. Oh, um. So that's how I went in, and I, I wasn't completely, <laughs> uh, in love with it, it. Yeah, I wasn't in love with it. Okay. I I I thought it was good. I think it's his weakest film. But if this is your weakest film, then you have a good library. You get me? This is right. If this is your weakest film, you know, then you're still great. Yeah, like wow. Yeah, you're a great director. Right there, yeah, because directing is pretty. It's a lot of directing is being creative to solve problem solving. Yeah, and good luck solving this problem. Yeah. <laughs> you get me death. But uh, but yeah, I I liked it. I thought it was good. I don't think I'd be watching this movie again soon. Why? Not because of the quality of the film. Not the quality. Of, no, not at all. Um, but for a Marvel movie, you know, you watch Black Panther 1. The first Black Panther. Oh, I would, I'll watch that movie like maybe five, if I could. Yeah. Multiple times throughout the year. Huh. This movie isn't as entertaining as the would other one. Would you say uplifting? It's because, it's, uh, because of the emotions yeah. behind it. So it's like, hmm, it's not a movie I would watch multiple times throughout the year. Yeah. It's a stage of grief I don't, don't want to wallow in. Exactly, yeah. 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 What about you, Gabe? I liked it. I actually saw it again. Yeah, you saw it twice yeah, within 24 I hours. I don't know how you did that. That's six hours. My, like, no, my, my, friend, trailers. my friend didn't, wasn't able to, he was working at the time, so mm-hmm. he wasn't able to go with us opening mm-hmm. night, so we went the next day. He must not be a Black Panther fan. Oh, he loves Black I, I got home last night and he was watching the first one <laughs> he finished watching the first one um i liked it and i think upon watching the second time i think i was able to be more immersed i guess is the word um i think I got, we talk about this sometimes on our first we're on pins and needles yeah so you don't really get to digest yeah. as much yeah. because you're like processing yeah no i i enjoyed it um i think I think Link was on and probably is Coogler's um, weakest film, but that's not to take away from the film. I think yeah. it's just with the situation, everything going on. Um, if that's if that like with everything that that happened and that's what comes out of it, I'm I, I take it as a win. That's, that's solid, I, yeah. Yeah. I think the movie. I think it's the movie was movie. good. I don't yeah. think that, like I think 
I think we talked about this. I think the movie has high points and and like you said, I mean, you'll probably say it. But yeah, I think I've said it to everyone I've had a conversation with about when this movie is good, it's, it's great. great. Yeah. When it's not, it's okay. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. And I completely agree. Um, I think... It's never bad. It's never bad. No, and I, you could see yeah. definitely um, similarities to the first one, uh, the car chase sequence. Those are the best parts. When the movie is... Because that's what's beautiful about this. Marvel movies and sometimes sequels in general... They don't tend to service the original one. Yeah. And I feel like we've seen that a lot lately uh, with The Last Thor, with The Last Strange. Doctor Strange. You know, they're not going back and building on what the individual title films have been building. Yeah. And I think that this, when this movie is a direct sequel to Black Panther 1, man, those are some of the best moments. Like, Oh, yeah. Like, you, you feel like some of the magic from the first one. Um, sprinkled on this one a bit, and and those moments are just they are, they are great. Yeah. Um, I think as a whole, I think I think we talked about this. It was um, I feel like the movie was a mixture of the movie that it wanted to be, that it was going to be mm. in the original running, and then the movie that it ended up having to be. Right. With with everything that happened. Um, and not just that. I also think one of the things is then pitching to other projects. It has to do that, and that takes up like a good 20 to 30 minutes of the movie, and I feel like it's 20, 30 minutes that cut from the runtime would have made this a more focused film. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There was definitely moments where it just did kind of feel like there was way too much going on. I'm like, what is happening? Um, but overall, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I definitely enjoyed it. I think the, I think the runtime also affects its... It's really long, right? It's replay value. It's about 245. Yeah, that's really You know, it's about 240, 245. With trailers, it's three hours. It's a three-hour experience in the movie theater. Yeah, yeah I remember <laughs> I was watching it at 10, and you were like, all right, you're getting out one, and I'm like, three hours? And I'm like, oh, no, it really yeah. is three hours. Yeah, you walked out, of, yeah, past one, I think. Yeah. Um, Because with the trailers, it's a three-hour experience, plus getting there and coming back, it's like, that's your whole night. That's your whole afternoon right yeah. there. You know, and, and so that definitely cuts into the replay value, especially because, like Link said, it's not this like overjoyed experience. You know what I mean? You go back from Infinity War and Endgame because you got these like super cool highs. That's the thing. Even even with Black Panther 1, Black Panther 1 is like a celebration. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's just like a party throughout the whole movie. It really is, yeah. yeah. And I mean, yeah, I think we'll talk. I think they try that a little bit yeah, yeah, here. And I think we'll but... talk. I think we'll get into it more. Um, we have character moments, but I mean, obviously... I guess we could talk about how they address Chadwick. Yeah, let's go. Let's jump right into it. Um, the first thing they do in the I mean, movie. Yeah, the first thing they do is is um, we say goodbye to Chadwick. And I think that was expected, right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, I mean, I know that there was a lot of of uh, like people discussing about what they're going to do, recast or bring back Killmonger or or um, Shuri is going to be the new Black Panther or whatever they were going to do. Um, and everyone's really interested, but I think this was the best course of action yeah. that they could have done. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels like a little, if this was any other situation, it would feel like a cop-out. Yeah. This is the kind of thing you do in a sequel to a movie where you can't afford or you have a falling out yeah. with the star. But it, but because we're all in on the reason, it's like, yeah, this is the only thing you can do. Yeah. Like, we accept it. But it would ring hollow like in any other situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. 
and you know with i mean they gave him i think it was honestly all really pretty close to to you know mirrored his real like with the real life situation right yeah an illness um you know him not really mentioning it keeping it to himself yeah um and t'challa got secrets yeah and more than one yeah uh and so i i think during like the funeral scene this is one of the first things that we see and mm -hmm. it was just like it wasn't mournful. It wasn't like no one was wearing black. Everyone was in white. Yes, there's there a lot of dancing, dancing, a lot of music, like, uh, which was beautiful. To joyful me. music. Yeah, and everyone's crying. Don't get me wrong. They're weeping. Yeah, everyone, everyone's like bawling their eyes out. And there's a shot where like there's like a mural of 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 T'Challa, and like the drum, like the drums start I pounding could, a little louder, yeah. and it's like oh I my I God. could see people in the theater breaking at that moment already. Like, it, I don't yeah, know if you looked around. Yeah, no, yeah. it was the beginning. And there was a moment where it was like, I was getting emotional. I was just like straight off the bat. And like the the quiet intro, um, the Marvel logo, you know, kind of being of him, like just all his scenes and stuff like that. Was, yeah. Which was, is interesting because I know they did something like that for Black Panther 1 on Disney+. Plus. They went back and did a Bozeman-only intro. Mm. Oh, yeah. But it still has the audio that starts the Black Panther movie. Yeah. So it's this one's quiet completely open. quiet, open, and... And that would set the tone, I think, for the rest of the film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we got some character moments. Uh, what, what was the standout, like, for you? What were some of the standout characters in this film? You want to start? Lu Lupita's character was awesome. Lupita Nyong'o. Lupita Nyong'o. She plays... Nakita? Nakia. 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 So, yeah, I thought she was awesome. I loved her. She's she's really great, man. She's, she's, great, yeah. she's a great actress. She's a great actress. So An expanded role because so she had such a small role in the first one. Seen her speaks multiple languages. I yeah. thought that was pretty gangster. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Lupita Nyong'o is like she's was Mexican. yeah raised in Mexico. Born in Mexico. She was born right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she was born in Mexico, so she speaks fluid Spanish, fluent Spanish, and uh, it was great to like give her an opportunity to, to flaunt that. Yeah. yeah. Flex that. And then, yeah, he, he, her French as well, I guess. It gives Nakia so much depth because in the first movie, they're like, she's a spy. She can, like, break any, into anywhere and, like, yeah. blend in. And you see it, like, in this movie. Yeah. You know, right. where you're like, oh, that makes sense. That wasn't, that, that didn't ring hollow, like. I mean, it was, it was kind of funny just, like, being in a movie theater in Miami. <laughs> she starts speaking Spanish and I can literally hear everyone's like, oh. oh yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> um. I think I think she did a really good. The thing. amount of Spanish is at some point between the like the dialect that the Wakandans speak and uh, Namor's people are called the what again? Avatars? Yeah, no. <laughs> Navi. No, Navi? that's the, neither of those are correct. But um, this movie should have been called Black Panther: Way, Way of, of Water. Water. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I was thinking was that this movie should be nominated for best. I, foreign, I, foreign language. I don't think they call it that anymore. I think it's international film now, but what used to be foreign language film because yeah, there's so much subtitles in this movie, like which I I appreciate, like the kind of native tongue. Um, I think I think that was interesting, and for her to be a part of that, yeah. I think that was great. Who else? Who else was a standout character for you? I think a lot of people are going to be talking about Queen Ramonda, played by um, Angela, Angela Bassett. Bassett. Yeah. She, was great. she did nah, she did so good man um first of all she was shredded like i was yeah. like i was like i gotta hit the gym 
I was, I, you know, yeah, right? Because that's funny to see, you know, like an older woman, you know, and be like, that she made me feel bad. I'm like, I need to, yeah, I need to put in some more reps in. Like, I woke up the next morning and like hit the gym and put in an extra long session because of the guilt that I felt from seeing Angela Bassett and what great shape she is in. Yeah, but... And her acting jobs. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, she... She like had the fit, like she had the physicality of the role, but I thought she was gonna be Black Panther. By the way, yeah. At some point, (laughs) I saw those arms. I was like, put the suit, putting on this, put the suit on. I thought, yeah, I I think that would have been pretty cool. (laughs) That would have been. I might have preferred that. I mean, no spoilers on who is Black Panther yet. I guess I would prefer that. If you've seen a trailer or seen a like toy box or just have access to the internet, yeah. (laughs) Um, I think she did fantastic, and I think watching it the second time, I. I appreciate it so much more. I don't know what it was, but I think she carries the dramatic chops of this film, especially yeah. very early on. Yeah. No, I mean, you, you can see, I mean, trying not to go too much in, but you can see like a mother who has lost a child. Yeah. And grieving through that and how protective she is of the other, of the one that she has left. Mm-hmm. And, and you feel it in every scene that she's in, the weight that she carries on her shoulders. And she's just, she's captivating, man. Like the speeches that she gives the, I don't know. There's just certain, there's certain scenes where she doesn't have to say a thing. Yeah. It's just like her posture and her, she's such a good actress. Yeah. And her, and her character services those moments where she loses her husband in civil war, when she loses her son now at the beginning of this film. And it's like, you're rewarded for all those things. All So many of her relationships are built on the events of Black Panther 1 and Civil War and, and things like that. For her to have been a minor character, you know? Yeah, and I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, I, what's another character I can think of? Um, Freya from Thor? Yes. And it's like the, the mother figure, the mother character where it's like offers the advice. And I think that they the expounded queen. upon that queen. Yeah. I think they expounded upon that. Um, where she, like Freya has her like badass moments, but um, Ramonda like, I feel like is a version of that character, but more like elevated. They give her more to do. She's a she's more of a focal part of the story than I think she is in the first she one. She is the main queen. Yeah, yeah. she she's yeah. the queen, and and it's like the movie doesn't necessarily feel like there is one character. Yes, that that is the star of the show. That is the lead. Um, and that's not to take away any. I mean, spoilers, but there's not to take away anything from Letitia Wright. Right. But um. It just feels like everyone's everyone's putting in a shift. You know, and that's interesting that you say that because the movie is almost like structured in the geopolitical landscape of Wakanda. The head has been cut off and the tribe as a whole has to kind of pick up the slack. Everyone has to pull their own weight. Yeah, because what happened here was T'Challa opened up the doors for diplomacy but then he wasn't there to yeah to see it through to carry it out exactly, and it was like and now it puts them in a vulnerable situation and it puts them at conflict with the very people that um, T'Challa would have built bridges. He talks about building bridges, you know, in the end credits for for Black Panther, and he wasn't there to see the construction. We just have the remnants of what that roadmap looked like. Yeah. And I mean, that's as much as it is a movie, I think it also speaks to the realities of life. 
this wasn't planned. This wasn't something that was supposed to happen, but yeah. it is in like life's messy. Yeah. And it kind of is, it's, it just mirrors the reality of life and, yeah. and how you have to roll with the punches and, and try and find a way forward. Mm-hmm. Um, with that. But yeah, I think, I think Queen Ramonda did, uh, she does a fantastic, Angela Bass did a fantastic job. Yeah. Shuri's another one. I mean, our lead, full spoilers, if we're going to go into it a little bit, I think, I think it's difficult to talk about Shuri without giving away to, to not something, you know what I mean? So Shuri is the person who's going to, on some level, um, inherit the mantle. That doesn't mean what we thought it might have meant, because I think it takes more people to fill the shoes of T'Challa then. Well, because, I mean, that's the thing. I, like, going back to that scene I said where it's like, T'Challa was Black, Pan- is, was Black Panther in Civil War, but his father was king. Yeah. So once his father dies, he has, because I, I always thought, like, Black Panther is the king, and I think that's how he is in the comics. Yeah. yeah. But the, those two roles aren't always going to be the same thing. Uh-huh. Like, the Black Panther isn't always the king or the queen. Um. So it's like now it's it's interesting because it's like you have that separation again because T'Challa was king and Black Panther. He had to he had a double weight on his shoulders between having to protect his nation and having to rule his nation. Yeah. And the fact that now that he's gone, who's gonna pick up who's gonna pick that up? And like we said, it's an all hands on deck kind of situation. Absolutely. His mother has to step into the role the as queen. a sovereign queen. And there isn't a Black Panther. From where we start, mm-hmm. there's no because also because the the um, what Killmonger did he he got rid of the herb and they couldn't get another one they couldn't make another one yeah that's interesting what do you think the the creative <laughs> I bet they regret that yeah I was gonna that's what I was gonna say what do you think the creative idea behind destroying the plant in Black Panther one was do you think it was to close like there being another Black Panther besides Chadwick I think it's yeah I think it's like we. Someone's gonna find a way. Someone's gonna find a way to exploit this and make a bunch of them. So let's get rid of it. And I think Marvel does a good job. Again, calling back to Civil War, where I think that the final battle is gonna be them, the Avengers versus a bunch of super soldiers. Yeah. And it's not. And it kind of like subverts, subverts those expectations. And and I feel like that's kind of like what, in the where best they're heading. Way. Yeah. Yeah. And it also gives the character of Killmonger a bit of agency. It gives him a bit of like, now this guy means business. Like, uh, I mean, he got rid of Forrest Whitaker's character. Like, he's just, he's there for chaos. And mm-hmm. that's what he did. Yeah. And I dressed think, as Vegeta. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, I didn't see those memes until this movie for really? some reason. Yes. I had never, I had never seen it before. <laughs> I didn't know there was those memes. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, but yeah, I, so I think that I forgot where I was. Something about Vegeta. No, I'm just kidding. Getting rid of the herb. Getting rid of the herb. And I mean, the way that they tackle that situation, I was kind of like, hmm, I get it. All right. You have I'll let to. It, I'll let yeah, it go. Yeah. There's no way around it. Yeah. Um, so Shuri has immense, impossible shoes to fill. Yeah. And um, I think she does a good job in certain aspects. And I think that sometimes the task may be a little too tall in others. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, my favorite part of her journey, um, and I don't know if you picked up on this. I mean, I'm sure you picked up on it, but 
it impacted me greatly was her like crisis of faith. Yeah. Where it seems like Shuri has to face herself what she does or doesn't believe in. So many times we live life kind of existing in whatever circles we're either born into or end up in, you know, uh, the, the systems of belief or churches that we're born into, the companies that we decide to work for and end up staying, you know, longer than we expect, the, uh, the political uh, environments that we find ourselves in. And Shuri, it seems, has never really been honest about how much she really doesn't buy into all of this Wakandan Black Panther-ish mythology. And she always came off as, as Mbaku would say, um, you know, a kid who, what's the quote? Um, scoffs at tradition. Scoffs at tradition. And she would play into that. But at the end of the day, it seems like she really didn't like believe in upholding any of those traditions. She finds herself in a desperate moment, crying out to her God, Bast for the strength to save her brother and is unable to. And from then it kind of just entrenches her in this agnostic, if not like atheists perspective. Yeah. Angry. Yeah. She's angry at everything she doesn't even believe in. And that relationship between her and her mom is that like trying to pass on, like you said, the mantle of black Panther for her mom. It's trying to pass on, a set of traditions and beliefs that are inherent of a people and facing the possibility of that line being cut off with Shuri. Like, will she take this mantle? Will she, will Wakanda live on forever? Or is this the end of Wakanda? Yeah. I mean, because you have, you have a, a character like T'Challa. Mm-hmm. Who, who, in a sense, is like the golden boy. Embodies. Exactly. Like, he, he carries the culture. He carries the tradition. He, he does what he has to do and doesn't, he doesn't get mad. He doesn't, he doesn't complain. He, doesn't, he does what he has to do. Like, he's driven by duty and, and honor, in a sense. But not blinded by it. Exactly. Able to go against the norm when he sees... Well, that's the thing. And that's what makes that character so rich. That's what makes that character so good. Because you see that in Civil War, the whole part until up until the end of that movie he is driven by duty blindly yeah he's like i have to get vengeance i have to get revenge for the person that killed my father because this is this isn't gonna stand yeah and he's angry but he also has something that as his duty as the black panther that's what he has to do and we see that in black panther one when they're like when claw comes in when claw escapes and they like they hate claw and they're, they're like oh we need to get vengeance on claw he's snuck into here like yeah wakanda has a very like just seems like a very like strict way of like doing things where it's like they're very like there's not a lot of mobility in that like yeah. you can't really move around. There's not a lot of wiggle room. Kind of stubborn. Exactly. They're yeah. they're pretty stubborn, especially that council. Yeah. Um, that just makes terrible decisions every, every time single we see time. Them. Yeah. Um. So with T'Challa being in that role, I don't think people really looked at Shuri like that. They were like, she's like she's a young girl. She can get a, like she gets a pass to do kind of whatever she wants because we have someone like T'Challa that is in that that is in that seat that is in that role that we don't have to worry about. We don't really have to worry about anyone else. Right. T'Challa gets taken out of the equation. What do you have left? Your mm-hmm. future doesn't seem like a future that's going to up, like, uplift the culture, uplift the traditions of your people. Right. And it, that's, that's a bit worrisome. But at the same time, it's like, 
this is your daughter. This is your family. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I mean, I'm not a parent, but like as a parent, I feel like raising a child and then realizing that she's not really the person that you kind of thought she was or like cheating. Or that really stick you to all this would stuff. like her to be or that the greater good needs her to be. Exactly. And, and I think it's tough. And, and I, I, you saying that at the, like the very first line, she's praying the best. When it's in a sense, it's like, does she even really believe in us? But it's like one of those prayers. I mean, like, I think it's a desperation prayer. It's, it's a desperation it's a, prayer. It's, it's like one of those things. It's like, yeah, because I think they address later on that. Like you've never really, like her mother says it, like she knew all along. You've never really believed in any of this stuff. It's like what Link said, a Hail Mary. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's a, it's a journey that she has to go through. Yeah. Because it's in this journey where she's able to find what she's missing. You get me? Yeah. If she doesn't go through this journey, she's going to continue being the same person. Yeah, continue being the same uh, three who 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 doesn't believe. Again, mm -hmm. who scoffs at tradition. Now she's more prepared to be next leader of love. Yeah, exactly, and and there is a quote by one of the characters we're going to touch on next. I think um, where he says, or he's having a conversation, and he says like, "Oh, my ancestors would say like, only the people that have gone through the like. I mean, I'm paraphrasing here, but only the people that have gone through like." the hardest situations or the toughest times. I think he says um, only the most broken people. Only the most broken can be, people can, can make, make the best leaders. leaders yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think that like... That resonated with me. All, yeah. that, all that goes into like time because it's like this girl is going through so much at such, in such a short amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and having to... Like you can see the differences between T'Challa having to, to pick up all that stuff and like run with it and how he excels and how he's kind of like been groomed for this since he was a kid. He mm -hmm. is not. And like, she wasn't. Yeah. She's, she's, I mean, it's not like second son. She's like a second, second daughter. Yeah. And, and like just having her, like being put in a situation where she loses someone that she loves so much, but so much is being forced upon her and like being asked of her to complete. I think Leticia Wright does a great job in like really. Yeah act like kind of portraying that like person in a panic world people someone that's confused and just just distraught but also angry yeah um and i think i got that more the second time the first time i was kind of just i didn't i didn't really pick up on that as much mm. i think the second time i got it a bit more i love that metaphor that link used the hail mary pass because it's when you throw a hail mary your probability of success is it's not very low yeah. it's very low right so it's like you want a miracle but in a sense, you haven't worked for that miracle. Because yeah. is she praying in faith? Like, if she doesn't believe, like, Bass doesn't have anything to prove to, to Shuri, you know? And then there's that conversation between her and her mother, uh, you know, about a construct. Like, she says, her mother says that she feels T'Challa with her. And, she's, and Shuri just kind of shrugs it off. Like, that's... Yeah, she just, shoots down her mom in yeah. the middle of, like, a heart-to-heart. -heart. right. It's like, and basically to paraphrase, she's like, that's just a coping mechanism, you know? But her mom challenges her, what's your coping mechanism? And does it work for you? Is your life better because of your disbelief? Be and I mean, that's the thing. That's like, I guess the root of it. It's like, does it matter? Yeah. Like, if it actually is like to her a spirit or to her, like, does it, like, does it work for you? Like in your mind, like, and I mean, that's a whole, I guess another can of worms, yeah. but like. Like just when she was saying when she was when she like retorts that, and like when the, when Ramonda says it to Shuri yeah. again, I'm just like, oh wow, I mean that's true. Like, yeah. what do you see and does it help you? Yeah. 
What I love about this conversation that it starts is that it's an open-ended question. It doesn't make any assertions or affirmations. It asks the audience the question. And for me, those moments in this film harken back to what I love about Dr. Strange one, those questions of existentialism, those questions of meaning, those questions of purpose, and that they are just questions. Like, we don't really have the answer. You have to find for that mechanism that propels you forward. Spe I think that's part of the journey. She ends up finding it. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Speaking of propels, little wings on your feet that help you fly. Namor. Oh. Namor. What, what did you think I was talking about? Hermes. Oh, he also has little wings on his feet. <laughs> does he fly or does he just run fast? I think he runs fast. Okay. I, mean, I assume he should be able to fly, yeah. but I think he just runs fast. Namor. Maybe I'm biased because, again, you know, Hispanic, Latino, the heart and soul of this movie for me. Bro, I thought he was sick. Namor. Namor made me feel a lot better about a lot of things. I, I'll say off the bat, we talked about it a couple of episodes ago. Did not enjoy Black Adam. Okay. I dig Jason Momoa's uh, take on Aquaman as like a Samoan. You know, have, have I dig I dig his energy. Aquaman. I don't yeah. dig his movie. Yes, I don't think that they lean in on that. For me, Namor is a better Aquaman than Aquaman, and a better Black Adam than Black Adam. So morally, I won't even say ambiguous. He's the bad guy in this film, very clearly. But you can't help but root for him. In he's, a sense, he's antagonistic he's, he's, to our cause, to the like, people that we root for. He's like Killmonger. Yes. And you know what? Like, similar character. Yeah. I don't even know how to describe it, though, because it's like, it's almost like Shades of Grey, but clearly the shadow, the dark side of this story. I think there is more Shades of Grey. I think that he's protective of his people and he's. Yeah. I mean, not Killmonger, though, right? But, but even, even then, then you know, not, no, was... not Killmonger. No. His motivation is fair. Maybe you just, you don't know. Killmonger is blinded by rage. Yeah. I think that... But he's not wrong, though. But it's rage against the yeah. system. The machine. Yeah. yeah. I think that um, Namor is just... He's lived a very long life. He's mm. seen the... He's seen the like how humans are. He's seen the worst of them. And I think that he knows better. And he's, that's why he tries to keep it a secret as much as possible. And he feels like under threat. So once the threat of like... Oh, people might know of our existence. And I might have to see slavery all over again of my people where people are going to try and you know uh, like um exploit us for our resources and us as a people then he gets really defensive he doesn't go about it in the right way at all i don't think but i think him as a leader um and just and i don't know if like in the movie it was like it was ambiguous because like there are stuff that he says that i'm like i agree i, I see where you're coming from mm -hmm. and what i meant before when i said i think he's just like i think there's a conflict of interest at some point between the two people, the people that obviously we root for. So whoever's against the people we root for, are obviously the bad guys. But at the end of the day, I also think like he is a person that is just trying to do what's best for his people. And though he might go about it in the wrong way, like having going scorched earth and all that, that obviously isn't right. But at the same time, I don't think like he's completely like a, an evil character. Yes. Yes. We're able to relate to what he, you know, as as minorities, right? We're able to relate to what he's trying to protect because 
history tells us that the you know our ancestors didn't get protected from 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 Europeans, right? Mm -hmm. And we even see it nowadays here in America. Um, we see we see the way some cultures are treated differently, yeah. right? And that angers us, right? It angers me a lot, you know. Yeah, you know how how vocal I can uh, get the, about that. Yeah, no, the the injustice, the that injustice, we see in this exactly, right? Is astounding. Um, so he is the bad guy in this movie, right? But he's he's trying to fight that system, protect his people from that from that system that can destroy them, right? That has caused a lot of harm to other you know other other people, right? Um, and that's what I like about it. it's like, hey. He's protecting me. Yeah, he's protecting me from what, and that I enjoy that. I I liked, I was able to relate to that. Yeah, you get me. Yeah. Just like some people were able to relate to Killmonger, mm -hmm. right? Like Killmonger represents, I don't know, but it, it's a mentality, right? Like of a, a lifestyle of, of of a culture, right? Of mm -hmm. people who, who who the system has also not been fair on them, and yeah. they fed up by it. Yeah, I think I've been reflecting on the events of the film, and I think that at certain points in the film. Almost everyone is not heroic. Yeah. At some point. At point, yeah. And I think at any point, everyone is heroic. You can see that Namor has empathy and he feels a sense of duty mm -hmm. to his people. And I think that's honorable. I think what he has to do as a head of state is something that we don't approve of. But I think Shuri does that too at points in this film. Yeah. And I think that Everett Ross, he's, he's a good guy. Valentina is a bad guy. They're on the same team, though. And what they do, like, we don't want America to be destroyed by the Mariner people, right? But also, we don't, we don't approve of what... We don't want America to get hold of vibranium. Right, exactly. To, to use it to... Do whatever they do want. Do whatever they want. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's almost like this idea that, like, of the nation state versus the individual. Yeah. And... These people that are heads of state, they can't help but get their hands dirty because that's what the job is. And I don't think the film tells us whether it's okay or not. I don't think it seems like it is, but it's an impossible task. Yeah. You yeah. know, being in leadership, it's not <laughs> being the president, you get me of a whole country. Yeah. You're going to get your hands dirty no matter what. Like mm -hmm. you go in with good intentions, you go, to, you go in with a genuine heart, but in the end of the day, you're going to get your hands dirty. Right. And it's it's the quote that you mentioned, Gabe. Well, that the most broken people, you know, make the best leaders. That makes me feel better about being so broken. It also doesn't make me want to be a leader. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I don't want to be the most broken. Yeah. You know, and and it's it's a huge responsibility that because of the world that we live in, someone has to undertake. But man, I feel bad for Shuri and Namor and Everett Ross, Ramondo. Yeah, and and everyone who has to like carry these. These, these, this kind of baggage that yeah. is really goes beyond what a person should have to. Plus he's sick. What? As a, as a character, that he's super cool. Like his scenes flying. Oh, he's so awesome, bro. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. The CGI for his stuff was pretty good. It was good really too. good. It was actually really yeah. good. I was surprised. Like, was like how There's they, other moments in this movie that not so much. How but. they like approach like him like running on air instead of just uh -huh. like, fly, like well, flying. Like stepping, right? Because it's like what you yeah. said about Hermes. I immediately went to the comic books where you see Namor running on the water, like air, like he's running fast enough. And it's that he's like hops. Like he's like yeah. either playing soccer or football or yeah. basketball or something. Like he's literally just like doing a dance in the sky. Yeah. And I thought that was sick. Um, I like the actor. Yeah, he did good, man. Has he done anything before? 
not sure. I don't think so. I, I don't think he, I don't think he's done a lot. Yeah, from what yeah. I've read not um, anything like at the forefront of all of this. Yeah, yeah. Um, he did really good. He um, did great. I, okay, I'm sure that people have seen it. There's kind of uh, I believe they said it was it was Aztec. Was it Aztec? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, yeah. It, be Aztec, yeah. it was an Aztec influence, a reinterpretation of this character, but they went all the all way in, with yeah. it. Unlike, like how you said, unlike uh, um, Momoa as Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, there's not, they didn't really change Atlanteans and what their culture is to mirror. It's just a guy playing the role, which is great. It's a good step forward, but they went 100% in shifting this, placing it in, you know, the Spanish. Even uh, to his name. Yeah, even his name, right. Uh, the boy without love, right? Yeah. Sin Namor. Sin Namor. Yeah, Namor. So, like, they went all in, everything from the name to his, his clothes, the piercing in the nose, tying it in to, you know, Aztec mythology, all, you know, all the drawings on the walls, the pyramids, the, the mythology, the language. I loved it. You know, I'm not Mexican. I'm I'm Hispanic though, as we mentioned, we all are here on the show. And like one this is one of the things I think we've complained about in the past. I know my wife's constantly complaining about it. Not representation for us, yeah. you know? And for this to happen in Black Panther too, I mean, it's both very appropriate, but also very surprising, I thought. And how they nailed it, I think. Yeah. How they did such a great job. I was gonna say, what are you talking about? We got America Chavez, uh multiverse Hispanic. <laughs> From another universe. Which I appreciate, baby That's stuff. That's not like Hispanic that. at all. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, I guess then then you have to cancel like all the Star Wars characters because they're not from any Hispanic countries either. Poe and, and Andor, they're from planets. Yeah, in they, another... have ac- they have accents. Oh, okay. <laughs> also, Hispanics without accents aren't Hispanic. <laughs> so you specifically. Uh, we all have accents, by the way. Yeah. Everyone has an accent. Yeah. Okay. But going back to the point... I do, th- I do appreciate baby steps like that, but that character, like another character in this movie, which we'll talk about shortly, is kind of a plot device and underdeveloped. Namor gets a lot yeah. of time here. And this is one thing I said. At first, I wasn't crazy about the blue people, which I'm still not. We've kind of hinted at. You've guys seen the trailers. If you haven't seen the movie, I'm pretty sure you have if you're listening to this at this point. But like a lot of Avatar vibes. Yeah. yeah. I think the blue skin was a poor choice. Um, but... Once we get to the part where they tell us the origin story, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes I sense. It. Yeah, and I, like I bought it. into it. Yeah. It didn't stop me from still feeling the same thing later on like in the final battle. Yeah. yeah. But like the story makes sense. In any other movie, I, I thought maybe you would take a piece of Namor's origin, start the movie with it, and then give context to it through the narration in the middle. But you can't start this movie. Without the death of, I thought, but I, I, like, obviously, like, I get that, but I also thought it was cool how they did it. Yeah, I also thought it was interesting. It was a, it was a conversation. It was a conversation that that he's having with the lead. Yeah, and it and it's, but it's not like a, it's not like a hostile conversation. Yeah, even though he, like, threatens to kill. Yeah, kind of afterwards, but kind of wanted Shuri to end up with Namor. That would have been a very interesting twist. Yeah, to the story. I don't think it's yeah. gonna happen now, but <laughs> enemies turn into lovers. Um, lovers turn into enemies mm. again. Again. Yeah. Okay. Those are my thoughts. I think he's great. Yeah, he's fantastic. A character that wasn't that fantastic, not for any 
reason of her own or the character itself, but I thought Riri Williams, Ironheart, I think she was kind of shoehorned into this movie. I thought she was funny though. Yeah, I thought like she was funny. I like, I like, I like the I actress. I liked her too. I thought I, she was, but I think that I don't think that she was necessarily needed in the film. Yeah, she wasn't needed. I feel like this is like one of the plugs we were talking about. Yeah. like she's getting a TV show. Put her in there. Yeah, let's sell her now. In a way that it was so natural with Chadwick to be in Civil War and go through an arc before we're introduced. I guess they tried to do that here. There's just too much baggage it's not, in this movie It's already. not yeah. the worst thing in the world, but at the same time, it's a lot of moving parts that you're introducing a new character for us to, to yeah. take on. Um, but that being said, I, I, like the, I like the actress. Yeah. And I think, I think she's going to do a good job. I think she, she kind of has... Um, she really stepped into it. I don't, she leaned into it. I don't think she, like, she didn't seem like hesitancy or like... Right. I don't know. I think she does a good. I think she did a good job, and I think her show's gonna be good. I do hope that something changes with that suit. But um, yeah, you did not like the final design. I didn't like that suit. I didn't like the suit. The other suit that they made. Oh, the other suit was really bad. But I think it was bad on, on purpose. purpose. Yeah, it's mm. a combination of Baymax mixed with Ultron. The final suit. Yeah, the and that, her suit, Riri yeah, suit. Not, I not felt Ultron the MCU, Ultron the anime. I felt it was like Samus Aran. Also, they she showed big things yeah. on big things on her shoulder. They and showed like that in visor. the. I mean, from what am I understanding? They showed that in the trailer. I didn't watch it. That suit. Yeah. Really. I I, th- I thought I saw like pictures of it. Like, I had seen the 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 prototype, and remember, I told you this can't be what she looks like in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's gonna be the first one, and it was, but I hadn't seen the. She um. Very Iron Man vibes. Well, because she's tied to Iron Man in the comics, but that's not present in this movie. And maybe they'll explore that on the show. Yeah. But I feel like audiences can not know who she is. Yeah. Well, they're gonna be like, What a fake Iron Man. She did the whole yeah. she did the whole hammering and then the lights shutting off. She they name drop Star Trek Star Star Trek. She, uh yeah. Stark Tech. She busts out the suit. She has the whole flying over the city at night and like yeah. getting up in the sky, then falling down. Yeah, the completely the scene Iron from Man Iron Man one. one. Yeah. Um but yeah, I. She's not Iron Man. And Spider Man as well. And <laughs> Spider Man. Yeah. Spider Man falls. Yeah, remember? He's up high. And Homecoming. He ends up falling. And oh. He ends up getting saved by Iron Man. Actual Iron Man, not. Not Riri Williams? No, not a, a robot. Oh. Okay. Which is what you wanted, right? A, a robot Black Panther at the end of this movie? Yeah, I was like, come on. Give me a. Give me, just tell me that Tony made a suit, made a Black Panther suit for them, in case it's ever happened. There's no one in there. Gabe it's whispered this. A, Gabe whispered this. It's just in the, the Black middle Panther of the movie. Suit. He's like, "We're gonna get a Black Panther robot." And I went up to him. I was like, "We're gonna get a Black Panther Megazord," where it's like <laughs> they just all join together. Yeah, like Nakia, Shuri, uh, Ramonda, Riri. Raj, throw Ross in there yeah. too. Mbaku. They all get. Mbaku was really cool too. Man. Yeah, Mbaku. Mbaku. Well, that's what's one thing that's great about this movie he is grew. that. Yeah, that a lot of characters get more time. Um, yeah. yeah. So we're able to explore that. Speaking of which, okay, Mbaku, who um, you mentioned Lupita's character, Nakia, they, they get fleshed out more, more heroic moments. I know some people were saying that maybe she should have taken the mantle. Of Black I, don't, I don't think that would fit the character. I, I think so too. I that's don't think the complete opposite of who she is. Especially where she ends up, full spoilers, the final scenes in this movie 
I'm, I don't want to go into it because that's really like, if you know what we're talking about, you know what we're talking about. Her journey is going to go a completely different way. So I really like the way they're setting that up. But Everett Ross and his ex-wife. Ex-wife. Uh, Contessa Valentina. Valentina yeah. Contessa DeFontaine. DeFontaine, yeah. Um, I like that this character keeps coming back. And I think they did a really good job. I think it's going to pay off. Does he only come back for Black Panther movies? He No, he, he was, was in Civil, Civil War. War. And he was in the Black Panther movies. But she was in, in all the shows. Black the shows, Widow. Yeah. Almost all the shows. Yeah. Uh, and Black Widow. She'll be in the Thunderbolts movie. So all the shows and movies that at this point. Almost. I guess she is the new Ross. She's like General the, Ross. She's the new Anti-Fury, I think. Yeah. That's what she is. Um, I think well, we're going to get a new Ross, right? Of supposedly. Oh, that's true. Yeah. We're going to literally get. That's crazy. Supposedly, right? Is that yeah. it hasn't been confirmed? Yeah. Confirmed, right? But, Christopher yeah. Plummer, Christopher is, is passed away. Passed away. Yeah, rest in peace. What Talk about he died? Grief and loss. Yeah. When? It's been a little, a little bit. What? Yeah. Oh. Right after Knives Out, I think. Yeah. Dang, that's my replacement. To Danny DeVito. Wait, do, do you, you not do you know, not who, know it who it is? No, I don't know who it is. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah. So he's going to be, allegedly, the new General Ross. Ah, Christopher Plummer. So what, uh, what is the theme here? What is this film? I, what did to, you get out of it? To me, it was just you know navigating through grief and not grieving properly, the results of it. Mm. You don't grieve properly. Uh, not only does it affect you, it affects people around you. And if you're the leader of a nation, it's going to affect your nation. Is that a veiled you. comment Wait, to a leader say? of a nation? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Oh, he said urination. I thought he said urination. <laughs> if you're the leader of urination. Yeah. <laughs> um, the P Lord. <laughs> but yeah, I, I joked around. I said that Wakanda has all this technology, right? One of the best, most futuristic cities in the world. Uh huh. Yet, Suri couldn't get proper <laughs> mental health care. Like, well, men, like someone taking care of her, like a therapist. Well, you know, there's still a lot of hang ups about the that. The thing is that you need to. You need to be open to it. And yeah. I don't think Sherry's in a, spe- in, a, in a state to say that she's open to it. The first step is knowing you have a problem. Exactly. Mm. I think it's learning not to move on, but to live with. I don't know that you ever like move on from death. You learn, um, how, you learn how to handle it. Yeah. And I think it's it's funny because the ghosts of our past, they kind of stay with us. And we think that we're in a better place. And when we least expect it, they kind of revisit us. And I mean, I don't know what kind of personal loss you guys have been through. And you're like, well, I mean, I guess I have some idea. But I don't know what kind of personal loss, you know, our viewers and listeners have been through. But I think that it manifests itself in like lots of different ways. and sometimes it's very difficult to get over it if there even is any getting over it, so to speak. No, oh, yeah. And I mean, obviously with this film, um, I think the theme you're right, I think it is grief and, and finding a way to, to deal with grief, not necessarily overcoming grief. Um, but like you said, I think grief comes in different forms. Mm-hmm. Um, in this movie... 
a, a sister and a mother lose a son and a brother. Yeah. Um, a nation loses its king, uh, its protector. Um, and I mean, other things that happen in the movie, in the film, but I think that specifically deals with death. And, um, I know like how we mentioned like Chadwick, Chadwick passed away. Um, and I mean, there's these, these personalities that happens. Like, unfortunately it's just the reality of life. These people pass away. These people who are, you know, um, so you don't think about it, but like just this morning when we're recording this, uh, we got word that Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman and Batman, the animated series, the Arkham series of games yeah. uh, up to recently DC multiverse, the new game that we've talked about in the past. Um, someone synonymous with a character that's so quote important to us, yeah. but it really does become part of like who you are. Because you have a vested interest in this. We, his name has come up on this show before. Like We talk about this person because we know them on some level. We talked just a, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Link shared a, an anecdote from we had attended my grandmother's uh, remembrance ceremony, her, her funeral per se, yeah. right? And you just move on. Like You, you suffer these real-life tragedies. You hear of these people that you know you purport to know on some level and we're sitting here just a couple of hours from that news and it hasn't really fully hit me yet like yeah. this is the end of a chapter in my life maybe not the most important chapter but it's the end of a chapter in this world like f starting tomorrow batman exists without this man's voice yeah. and on some level that character has lost something it's changed. forever. It's changed. It never will be what it was under the care of Kevin Conroy. Yeah. So, you know, our thoughts and prayers and our hearts and minds go out to, you know, to his family in this time and in this loss. We look back at our own personal loss the past couple of weeks and, and, and other losses too, because it's not just limited to death, right? Oh, yeah. I think, I think that loss and, and, grief don't necessarily have to only be with death even though death feels so finite um i think that loss can be loss is um attributed to other things like losing a friendship or a relationship or or even losing something within ourselves mm -hmm. that that it's just it like you said things change things yeah. are different we become different people and and going back to like that's the reality of life and finding a way to first of all deal with that and and learning that they're like learning that there is an issue or a problem and because you can be in denial for the longest time yeah about a certain situation with with someone or with yourself and so i think realizing that there is a problem realizing that you know maybe this person isn't going to be in your life anymore um is like the first step but it's it's terrifying especially like depending on how close this person is to you or, or whatever your relationship to anything might mm. be, how close and how deep you are in it. The fact that like, just the thought of like you losing something like that is terrifying. And, and you know, I, I've, I've gone through my fair share of heartbreaks and, and things like that. And I can tell you like, there's physical pain, but when emotional pain hits you, mm -hmm. there's nothing like it in this world. Like, 
the worst. When it hit, when it's your mind that's affected. Yeah. Because your body, your body for the most part can heal. Your body can do amazing things and it can heal. Mm-hmm. And I mean, your mind can too, but the, the toll that it takes on you and how it even affects the rest of your body is incredible. It's just, <laughs> it's, uh, it's really, it's tough to, to understand the process unless you really go through it. Yeah. And when you do go through it, I don't wish that on anyone because that's, it's so like heartbreaking and gut wrenching that you feel like you don't want to do anything. You feel like, what's the point? And, and I mean, there's, there's so many different things when people deal with mental illness and, and depression. And sometimes like as, as what happened with Chadwick, like some people, sometimes they don't speak up about it or they suffer in silence. Mm-hmm. And and then you and then you find about then you find out about after like what the story was and and it's heartbreaking you feel for like I'm an empathetic I feel like I consider myself to be an empathetic person I feel yeah. a lot for people especially like I may not be in their position or in the situation but I feel like I can like put my shoes in like that still gets to me yeah um but when it does happen in my own life like I can tell you like it's one of the worst things in the world and I don't wish that on anybody I mean in my life, I, I haven't had a lot of um, either family members pass away or, or, or like that. Like there have been some and some friends as well. But some, like I think what I can attribute my my personal relationship with grief and loss is mainly to friendships and relationships and with people that. That it's just it hurts. It's, just, it's a different type of hurt. Mm-hmm. And and it's like one of those things that I look to for either my family you guys my friends um what i believe in and what keeps me going is is, i mean like we always talk about is hope yeah (laughs) is hope to 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 move on to move forward um and sometimes sometimes it really is hard to move on to move forward and do you sometimes do you think about it like do you ever really move yeah on no um i don't think so no sometimes sometimes some things just stay with you yeah for the rest of your life Yeah, it's a weight that you carry you learn to carry the weight yeah. and move forward. And you don't move on. And that goes back to the, being those people that are broken. To, to be able to be in a situation where they can make the right decision for a group of people. Um, and yeah, I just... This whole, I don't know, this whole experience of watching this movie and the things that have going on in my life recently, it's just kind of like all been... It seems like a... Kind of like a closing and then... Oh, hopefully to a new beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just this theme of of trying to move forward. Maybe not get over or move on, but like just move forward in life and, you know, step into your future and, and where it's where you're going from that. Yeah. Any final thoughts, Luke? I once got lost in Alcatraz. You get me? Mm-hmm. That was kind of scary an island but there is hope you for found the future hope? but i found hope when i found my family and i wasn't lost anymore happy for you thank you and i think that's what i think that's what i don't want to say saves this film i would say yeah <laughs> oh okay yeah why because now i do i don't want to spoil the movie okay, okay. well in in indirect terms. No, no, I. Okay. I'm I th- hopeful that I, I know I'm gonna see Black Panther again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that too. That, that, it's that, just the, the the sad part is that it's not gonna be. 
I'm not sure how soon. Yeah. But we have this hope. But we have this hope. That there is a future. With Black Panther. With a king sitting on his throne. Yes. Until that day. Keep searching. Wakanda forever. <laughs>